Hi, I'm Lita Cosner. And I'm Keaton Halley. And on today's Creation.com talk, we'll be discussing, is the Big Bang biblical? Yeah, it's a good question because, of course, many evangelicals today want to embrace the Big Bang and make it part of their defense of Scripture. You know, often they'll say, the Bible teaches that the universe had a beginning, that God is the creator of all things, and the Big Bang also teaches that the universe had a beginning. So, isn't the Big Bang sort of consistent with the teaching of Genesis? Yeah. I've even heard a pastor say once, God spoke and bang, it happened. So, yeah. So, it's really, it's really common to try to conflate these two things. But we really need to look as Christians, since the Bible is our authority, we need to ask does the Bible support this? Yeah. And of course, the Big Bang itself is, you know, it's not just the idea that the universe had a beginning. It's a very specific uh, model of cosmology, the study of the, you know, large-scale structure and origin of the universe. Um, It says that the entire universe started off as a point, right? Uh, Something called a singularity, where they say there's all the mass in the universe is contained in that point, and even space itself was contained in that point. Somehow, it started expanding uh, 13.8 billion years ago, right? Gave rise to, eventually, atoms would form, and then they'd become gases, and those would collapse to form stars. Stars would form the heavier elements in their cores and eventually produce planets and and so forth. So, um, it's a very particular view that we would say is not compatible with the teaching of Genesis. Yeah, and one element of that that would absolutely not be compatible would be the billions of years time scale, because it's really inseparable from the idea of the Big Bang. And once again, we see the idea of billions of years is just like geological evolution, just like biological evolution. The long time frame is one of the things that really makes it absolutely incompatible. Yeah. Um, and that's because Genesis teaches a relatively young Earth, just thousands of years, whereas the Big Bang says it's that the universe is 13.8 or so billion years old, and the Earth is four and a half billion years old. So, how, how does Genesis do that? Where, where do we get this idea that Genesis says the Earth is just thousands of years old? Well, one of the interesting things is because the Bible is a history book, it gives us a chronology, a timeline from creation to Christ. So, we have different passages in the Bible that allow us to say it was a certain amount of years between Adam and the flood. It was a certain amount of years between the flood and Abraham. And you can put those passages together to give a timeline from creation to Christ. And we'll put an article in the show notes that I wrote called, How Does the Bible Teach 6,000 Years? that goes into that and shows really clearly that the Bible makes very clear chronological statements. Yeah, and we would say that it's around 6,000 years old, not even, you know, 10,000 or or greater. So, yeah, it's basically Adam had a son, Seth, when he was 130 years old, and the genealogy goes on from there. You add up the numbers, and they they come out to be on the order of a few thousand years, so around 6,000. Yes. But then, of course, people are going to say, but that goes back to Adam. What about prior to that? You have the six days of creation. Um, So, why do we think the days are literal 24-hour days? Well, really, what we should be asking is, why wouldn't you think they were 24-hour days? Because every time those days are referenced, the plainest reading of Scripture is that they were normal, normal length days. And even the idea that a day could be thousands of years long or 
billions. That's really foreign to scripture. Now, just like in English, you could use the word day in Hebrew to be like, in my father's day, or, mm-hmm. you know, so there, there's a figurative use of the word day. But that's very clear based on the context. And the context yeah. of Genesis and other passages like Exodus 20 that says that the Lord created the heavens and the earth in six days. The context shows us that they're meaning normal length days. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, the word day is not unusual. Nearly every word can have more than one meaning. But in a particular context, that doesn't mean you can just choose randomly among those meanings. It, it, it depends what the context clues, they'll determine what the meaning is in that particular case, right? And so, in Genesis 1, in, in particular, you have the word day is constrained by, it says, for example, there was evening and there was morning one day. There was evening and there was morning a second day. So, th- those other terms, evening and morning, serve as context clues that, that tell you what kind of day this is. It's, it's the kind that's composed of an evening and a morning that can occur in a numbered sequence, when we find those same context clues used in other places in scripture with the word day, then it's a 24-hour day, or some, in some cases, a 12-hour day. But it's not used, like you said, with like a prepositional phrase, in my father's day, or the day of the Lord, for example. Um, yeah, those can mean generic periods of time, longer periods of time, but the particular context in Genesis 1 indicates that it's days con- consisting of approximately 24 hours. So, right. So, the immediate context there shows it's the world is young. And then um, you have in later parts of scripture, like you mentioned, Exodus 20, 11, also some things Jesus said in the New Testament confirm that the world is young, right? Yes. So, he makes statements like, from the beginning of creation, God created the male and female. So, if God's creation of humanity can be said to be at the beginning of creation, then it obviously can't be on the evolutionary timescale, which would have humans being, you know, very, very recent on a timescale of billions of years. Yeah, we find that, you know, human skeletons only in the uppermost parts of the fossil record. So, if you believe the Big Bang, then you're really saying, uh, you know, ultimately, you kind of have to believe in the, not just the astronomical evolution, but the geological evolution as well. And saying that the rock layers were formed slowly and gradually over millions of years. So, according to that view, humans are latecomers, mm-hmm. whereas Jesus said people were here from the beginning of creation, not billions of years after yeah. the beginning of creation. And the bigger theological problem, then, is that puts death long before sin. Mm-hmm. We talk about this a lot, yeah. how, how the problem of death before sin is really the death knell to any attempt to harmonize billions of years with Scripture. We'll put another article in the show notes, Did God Create Over Billions of Years, that really goes into that. Yeah, that's an excellent one. If people haven't read that, I'd highly recommend they consider it and wrestle with the biblical teaching there. It's very clear that God made a good world in the beginning, and then death only entered as a consequence of sin. Whereas the the Big Bang says, ultimately, you know, death was always here ever since life has been here. Even human beings would have died prior to Adam and Eve, because you have these Neanderthals and Homo erectus and other skeletons we find. Um, that date back hundreds of thousands of years long before um, Adam could have existed. So it, it just, in so many ways, this this Big Bang idea is really it's a, a naturalistic way of interpreting the evidence that we have, and it's it's contrary to the teaching in Genesis. 
All right. Well, that's good. So we've talked about there's a problem with the, the time scale difference between Genesis and the Big Bang. I think we should also talk about the difference between the order of events. The order of events, Lita, is, is quite different between the Big Bang and Genesis, right? So even if we grant the assumption that, the, you know, let's ignore the time scale for the sake of the argument, the order of events doesn't match. Correct. Just from the very beginning of the creation account, we have God creating the earth before the stars, and you have in the Big Bang the stars coming before the earth. Yeah, it's back right to front. there. <laughs> yeah. So, right there, you have to say, well, the biblical account must be only theological or it must be from a human's frame of reference on the earth that the stars appeared on the mm, fourth yeah. day, that somehow they weren't really created. And really, most harmonizations really attack the doctrine of inerrancy. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Like a, a lot of the old earth creationists claim that the stars merely appeared on the fourth day rather than being created. But the language is very clear that it uses the, the verb asa, that stars were made on day four. And uh, earlier on, in, you know, on day four, it talks about God saying, let there be these stars. And it does give their purposes there, but it, it doesn't use the language of let them appear. That phraseology, you know, let this happen or let there be is used for other things like the creation of light on day one. And people don't say there that the light just appeared. Well, I mean, some may. But there's a perfectly good word that God could have used for letting the, the stars appear, if that's what he had meant to say, when the, the dry land mm -hmm. appears on the third day. That's the term that's used. But it's very clear from, from the language of Genesis 1 that the stars were actually created on the fourth day. And the only reason somebody would deny that is to try to harmonize Genesis with the Big Bang. And then you really have to wonder what that person's authority is, because as Christians, the Bible is our authority. But... If your interpretation of the Big Bang and cosmological evolution is causing you to change your reading of scripture, then obviously that is functionally your authority, even though there are lots of evangelicals who would say that the Bible is their authority who hold to that view. And really, I think that a lot of what drives the Big Bang idea in the first place is a naturalistic way of thinking, right? Because it, it's true, there's a lot of good evidence that seems to indicate the universe today is expanding. But why then conclude as you rewind the clock backwards and it contracts back, why couldn't God have created it at some point in the past with a finite size rather than it having to have started from a point billions of years ago? It, it's like they, they can extrapolate back that far only, I believe, because they're assuming that we have to explain everything using naturalistic processes alone. And even if somebody successfully in their mind harmonizes the Big Bang with Scripture, God is kind of superfluous to the Big Bang because the whole, the whole point is that it's a naturalistic process. The whole point is that these people would say that God isn't necessary to explain it. And so, as Christians, we should be very cautious about adopting anything coming from that philosophical viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, better to start with a foundation of belief in Scripture, and then, you know, creation scientists do a lot of good work and, and develop scientific models based on already beginning with the authority that, that Genesis is true and trustworthy, and um, we've actually you know, a lot of these scientists have had predictions fulfilled and breakthroughs in understanding things due to their Christian convictions. So, Well, there's way more about this topic than we can cover in one episode, but 
We'll be linking more articles underneath the show notes about some of the scientific problems with the Big Bang and even some secular scientists who are blasting the Big Bang. They think there's major problems with it. And I would encourage you, if you're interested in this topic, leave your questions and your thoughts in the in the comments below and we'll be interacting with you. And thank you so much for joining us for this episode of creation.com talk and tune in next time.